Hello, welcome back to the ICAST. Um, today we're going to talk about China and whether China should be held responsible for the current state of the pandemic. Um, it's being reported that um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a report that was um, issued by um, China's Ministry of State Security saying that um, it is being reported that there's a there's going to be a rising anti-China sentiment, which um, is going to be very similar to the anti-China sentiment that was um, present or prevalent during Tiananmen Square. In case anybody um, doesn't remember that or doesn't know what Tiananmen Square it, um, issue was, that's where the Chinese military had uh, come in and tried to disperse protesters. Uh, the Chinese leadership has been advised uh, of um, a worst case scenario um, and that being of armed conflict. So the question is one, is that, do you think that's gonna happen? And two, uh, well, actually the first question is, should China be held accountable in two? do you foresee a worst case scenario? And a large part of um, the anti-China sentiment that's being is being fueled by um, obviously the, you know, whether China responded fast enough, where they're grossly negligent um, in their response and letting the world know. And as a result, we're, you know, majority of the, the world has um, been in lockdown. Now, there's been some positives that came out of the lockdown. Of course, it's environmental. Uh, you're seeing a lot more clear skies. You know, fishes are returned to canals that weren't there. Uh, I, I mean, there there's positives to it, but um, the the biggest, of course, is the economic impact that has been is being felt by everybody, as well as the huge um, loss of life. So. Um, that's um, that's where we are at. I'm gonna throw it out to uh, our team to see what do you think? Should China be held responsible? Uh, to what degree of that responsibility? And um, what do you think? Where do you, th where do you see us going from here? They are predicting there's gonna be a second pandemic or we're gonna see uh, another second worse rise um, you know, in the um, in the coming months, uh, six months down the road. But before we even get to that, let's talk about um, China's current position because they're trying to make themselves, um, they're trying to you know be the savior of the world, and they created it. So let's yeah, let's talk so, about that. All right. Uh, well, Chris here really going to hit hit this topic hard. All right. Let's be real. All right. Do you like? Before this all happened, right? What was the big thing going on in China? Like last year in 2019, what was the big thing going on? You know, the Hong Kong protests, right? Yeah. Right? There was, I, right. I would argue, there was already anti Chinese sentiment because of the Hong Kong protests. Yep. Right? I don't think anyone came out, like anyone at least, you know, in, in, in first world nations, no one came out going, yeah, the Chinese were on the right side of that issue, right? Hong Kong, yeah, right. they don't need to worry about, you know, they don't they, they don't have to worry about extradition to the mainland for anti-Chinese sentiment. None of those policies that China implemented in Hong Kong, you know, went against, you know, the original agreement with the British, right? Right. Like all of that, all of that jazz. Like, let's be real, that Hong Kong was an issue before this pandemic started, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic starts and mainland China has to deal with their own issues. Hong Kong so far is, is quiet, but that's because they also, you know, like the rest of us are in lockdown. But when this is over, you know, they talk about Tiananmen Square, right? Like there's going to be another Tiananmen Square moment where there's going to be rising, you know, just everyone's going to be really angry at the incompetence of it all. And I see some of that occurring, but in this digital age... You know, China's found this very, very effective way of just spouting a conspiracy theory and then letting everyone else run with it. <laughs> you know? You know, it's like, in, in all honesty, do you see China 
like the Chinese people, because that's where it's going to start off, right? Like, do you yeah. see the Chinese people like taking this anti-Chinese government sentiment and not internalizing it? All right, go ahead. Okay, so um, okay, so the question is, uh, will the Chinese people do something about it and make a change within? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I mean, it's. The the problem is that there's such a suppression of human rights within China that yeah. I even even if they wanted to, there would be a extreme clampdown. Okay, so it it's quite possible we might see another Tiananmen Square happening. happening. Something does have to change internally because it's. BS what happened, what they did to their own citizens, as well as what happened um, globally. Okay, yeah. so something's got to change. Yeah, I mean, something definitely has to change. I mean, like, we talked about it previously, right? Like, you know, banning, you know, the origins of this thing, the wet markets and all that sort of stuff, that's going to change, right? Like, yeah. you know, we're yeah. going to see that sort of like, all right, everyone sort of agrees, yeah, well, you can't do that anymore. No more exotic meat. Right, none of that's we we understand that's going to occur, right? That that's beyond a doubt. The issue that that comes to mind for me is is long term stuff. Like what? Yes. Like yeah. are people going to change their supply chain, realizing that you know China can cripple the entire planet? Right. I are think people, they need to. Yeah. I, I think um, you know we need. I think um, as responsible government or leadership what they what countries need to do is bring at least you know one third of their crucial manufacturing within their own borders that way they're in a position to respond mm-hmm. right when they started i mean everybody gave the supplies to china right mm-hmm. to help them out with their shortages but when it came to them, their companies were engaging in profiteering. Well, yeah. They created it, and now they're economically benefiting from it. Yeah. And that has to stop. Have you heard, like, all these, like, at least the Trump administration is touting these sort of conspiracy theories? Just like that this emerged from a Wuhan lab as... Like, like, there's only one lab in Wuhan when there's like hundreds, <laughs> but yeah, this emerged from there, and it's like some sort of bioweapon. Yeah, I and and the latest, of course, is that you know the Obama administration was involved in it. And here, here's the thing: is that and, and this is misdirection from the uh, Trump administration, in my opinion, so that people will not look closely at how they responded, which was really crappy. Yeah. Uh, I'm for, you know, a superpower, the leading economic power to have this response, it's yeah. the worst. Okay, Question it's the worst response. The Chinese numbers, like the American numbers are out there. And even yeah. then, some argumentation that it's not a complete picture, that there is some suppression in terms of, of mortality rate and all that sort of stuff. Do you think the Chinese are engaging in the same sort, you know, engaging in even bigger suppression? Oh, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing is that we at least have or we think we have a, you know, freer um, freedom of speech, freedom of press. But that information is completely suppressed in a country like China, right? They'll only let out what they want. And anybody who goes against what information needs to be disseminated they take care of whether it's to send them to their um their version of the the gulags or the concentration camps or the work camps but they send them out right they send the distance and and uh, penalize them for trying to get out 
the the types of atrocities and human rights violations that are happening in China. So yeah, I think that we're not getting the right picture. I don't think that I think that their draconian measures had helped, but we're definitely not getting the full. Um, we're not getting the full picture in terms of the numbers there. Yeah, I mean, I think like all these small little factors kind of give rise to this anti-Chinese sentiment. But the, like, is this anti-Chinese sentiment? Because for me, like, I feel like majority of this anti-Chinese sentiment is, you know, against the Chinese government, right? Not necessarily yeah. the Chinese people, but I can easily see how like you know, people run with this. It's just, you know, against anyone, you know, vaguely Asian looking, right? Yeah. It's it's their fault. I can see I can see like that runoff, you know, you know, racist will be racist sort of thing. Yeah. But you know, just in, in the same sort of consideration, like it's one of those strange things that if you is it like we're criticizing the Chinese government, their response is bad and everything. Right? It's the same sort of situation if you criticize you know, another nation, right? Like, I think the narrative has to be very clear that, you know, this is a real criticism of the Chinese government. The Chinese government, you know, the, the Communist Party, all of it failed during this outbreak, failed to warn anyone, failed to give, you know, proper guidance, did everything in their power to suppress information. And then we had a global pandemic on our hand, which right. led to... The closest thing I'll ever get to a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> but um, right. it's so funny. The, the the real apocalypse that we thought in our heads was going to be looting, and now all of us just are, are just bored, right? People are hoarding toilet paper like it's gold. No one's. <laughs> okay. uh, speaking of, have you have your shelves like just you know restocked? Are you getting like normal supplies now? Um, On the Chinese shipments. Yeah. <laughs> We are getting restocked. Um, I think uh, it comes in waves, right? It depends on what it is. Uh, for example, I went down the, you know, the the soda or the pop aisle, and you know, they they were fully restocked, right? But if you go down the aisle where there's flour, that's still not stocked. So I, I, it depends on what it is, but yeah, I'm seeing, you know, there's more and more, there's more normality coming in. I think that the, you know, um, the world's gone to hell in a handbag basket mentality. Let's get as many supplies as you can and hunker down. I think that um, that's slowly easing. I mean, right. I mean, there was this thing, right? Ages ago, you know, you'd like you'd be traveling, and you'd see inevitably a whole bunch of you know Chinese nationals all geared up, wearing you know masks, gloves, you know, getting extra seats on planes so that you know like they didn't have to get infected. Is that the new normal? Is like has like their sort of you know caution, you know, and precaution that they've done in the past? Is that going to hit us now? Are we just is everyone going to be at airports wearing you know masks? Um, well, I think in the short term they are. Jeez. Okay, I, I think so. I think in the short term they are. I think in the short term there's still going to be um, social distancing. Here's the thing is those masks will not prevent you from getting the virus. Yeah. Um, but those masks are supposed to minimize your exposure to the other person so you're basically uh you know you're you're acting in the when you put on the mask you're acting in the best interest of society not necessarily you know individual protection yeah okay so those people who i think are walking around without masks and think it's a it's a violation of their civil liberties i say bs to them i think they're just a bunch of assholes I mean that's fair. Are we are we allowed to say that on this? Hey, fuck them. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is not safe for work. This is this is real. Uh, yeah. I'm re- realize just getting really just down into it. China has put us into this weird position now, where mm-hmm. I mean, 
like we're like I don't know how it is in the states because you're more densely populated, right? But right. You, even up here in Canada, where it's relatively densely populated, uh, in you know Ontario along the border, you know it's things are empty outside, right? Like you know everyone is is waiting in lines to to just get into the stores, right? Like I wonder if like this is going to be the new normal. Has China like has put us into this new normal position where do you know what waiting in line at the Costco doesn't seem too yeah. bad because you know at least there's social distancing at least there's not a million people in the the Costco at once no one's running over uh, anybody the lines aren't like you know 12 feet long right right it's just sort of hey you know get in grab yourself get out like I don't know maybe because I'm a guy the shopping trips have become like, extremely good <laughs> possibly um okay well here here's the thing is depending on the shop i see a line or i don't see a line um costco's yeah i see a line right but it goes pretty fast but the grocery stores like uh, a shop rate or a wegmans um even at whole foods i'm not seeing the lines really even at the whole foods yeah, so, because uh, I think, you know what, people, a, a lot of these shops have opened up earlier for seniors, yeah. okay, um, and I think people are just, they're not necessarily buying huge, huge amounts, they might, they're, uh, like you said, they're in and out, you know, it's no more, you know, meandering through the through the the aisles to see what's going on it's more like okay this is my list i'm gonna get it boom 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 and then you're out yeah so i you know and if you if you have that then you're not gonna have as much i did notice that there's um you know there's a lot of people who are trying to you know, practice the social distancing while they're in, there in the shops, but then you have a handful who are like, screw it, I'm not going to do it. Right? I mean, they're those... not as cognizant of, they're not cognizant aware of um, other shoppers. Incidentally, um, Costco did um, issue that they were going to limit because, you know, the the pandemic is impacting supply chains as well, right? Yeah. If uh, food manufacturing, and so, you know, there's a fair amount of food manufacturing that still is internal within within the U.S. and um, and Canada. So, uh, what they're seeing is that there's that the 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 workers at the plants that process the the food they're exhibiting um COVID-19 they're testing positive for it but there there was actually a plant I think in the south where their 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 staff um their workers were all tested positive for COVID-19 but they were asymptomatic okay but uh, it's because the supply chains are being impacted Costco is starting to put limits on, you know, each customer can have X amount of meat products because right now that's what's being impacted right now. Right. They're doing that that here in grocery stores. Like they, like really early on about a month ago, they implemented, you know, just, just limits on, on how much of a, any given product you could buy. Right. Right. I think it's like, it's, it's a limit of two. Right, so it's not like two tomatoes or like thing like that. It's like you know, a bundle of tomatoes, two bundles, or you know, um, bag of potatoes, you know, two bags. You know, just something for for a limitation for every household. Don't go crazy. You know, just buy your stuff for the week that you need. Right. Don't hoard everything like a dragon. (laughs) You know. Right. That's has been popping up here, and that started about a month ago, and I don't see an issue with it. Yeah, no, right. I don't either. I mean, I, again, everybody's got to work together, right, yeah. to get out of it, um, get through this. Um, I mean, but this is a long call. Yeah, is this like one of those total war scenarios? You know, everyone, you know, for somehow or some reason works, uh, is working, you know, to, to get this thing done. 
everyone is, you know, giving up their share, not hoarding. You know, I see a lot of those World War One, World War Two, like, you know, propaganda posters popping up of just trying no, to. Like, I, no, I think, you know, why, uh, maybe I'm more pessimistic. I think, and uh, maybe it's, you know, uh, the, the news feeds. And again, I recognize news feeds, their whole thing is they want to show the bad and the ugly, not necessarily the good, right? Because the bad and the ugly is what sells. Yeah. not the good although in these times people want to see more of the good less of the bad and the ugly um you but... say that i'm gonna tell you like the first summer horror movie that comes out everyone's gonna go to it for some reason they're all gonna be down to watch horror films yeah, well that's because you know that you know there's gonna be the the villain is not gonna win right <laughs> you're gonna have a survivor Oh, you, you, oh, okay. <laughs> That's where yeah. you're going. One's there for the survivor, and they're not there for the the horror. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, there's going to be a survivor, right? That's your hope. The survivor is your hope. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, goddamn! Like, what? Wh- how did like how did 2020 get like this crazy? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I. Mean, I, I... I saw I saw this great Reddit post, a great little joke where in Egypt they just unearthed like a whole bunch of mummies. Yeah. Right? And the joke that was on Twitter was just put all of that back right now. 2020 is, is hard enough as it is. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like we don't need an undead curse right about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, it's crazy times. It's, uh, you know, we're, I never thought I would ever see something like this happen. I, I don't think anybody ever thought, you know, that it would, I, I don't think anybody thought that we would have something similar to what happened in World War Two or leading up to, right? Where the number of deaths that have happened. Yeah. Uh, like, but it's, but it's you know it's a it's a invisible enemy that requires everybody to make an effort and i think people are just not doing it they're you know using it as an excuse to propagate their hidden agendas they're using it as an excuse to you know um come out of the shadows if they haven't already come out of the shadows to you know, express their um, anti or, you know, their racist uh, opinions. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, this is all an excuse. Now, I never thought I would ever see a day where the, you know, or months where the, where the, the world literally shut down. Right? Or where the, when the world stood still. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, and, right now? He needs to save us. <laughs> yeah. Where's, where's Keanu Reeves? <laughs> it's like, why isn't he doing anything? I thought he was yeah. the one. Yeah. The Matrix got postponed too. John Wick too. Are, are, are we living in the Matrix? <laughs> let me throw is this, this part. Is this a glitch? Yeah. Let me throw this out to you in terms of like just bringing it back to topic, right? Yeah. This Chinese crisis, and let let's be very fair. This is a crisis, you know, literally created by the Chinese. Yeah. And while you know Canada is not you know severely hurting by this, yeah. Right. You know, like we don't have the level of infected as say even the UK, which is double our population, or yeah. the United States, which is ten times our population. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we don't have that level of issue but despite all of that even here like you know things are just like we gotta worry about this anti-chinese sentiment boiling over to like racist sentiment yeah <clears throat> but i think it's totally justified <clears throat> you know being at like generally speaking the chinese were not in a good place before this yeah Right, you know, like earlier in 2019, all that issue about the the Uyghur 
Muslims in their, you know, eastern provinces to Hong Kong protests. You know, China right. was in this position of turmoil before. Right. Now, now they're, of course, hiding numbers. They're, you know, like a whole bunch of doctors have died, you know. But the Chinese are able to get through these sort of things because they have an iron grip, right? Yeah, yeah. right. And meanwhile, freedom comes at the cost here of morons storming into, you know, Capitol buildings with guns, yeah. you know. And you like that that's not a good look right, right. the Chinese are able to clamp down everything and, and keep on moving on while you know everyone here is worrying about hairdressers right you know mm-hmm. for especially for people who could have gone to the hairdresser before this you know all this issue and just haven't gone since like November right okay <laughs> right? sounds like somebody's talking from personal experience but okay it's I left my I, like literally last time I went was November. I was like, oh, I'll do it like sometime January. And then I kept yeah. on pushing. Now I can't go, and I gotta. It my hair's a mess. But you know what? A hat is a perfect thing for these times. <laughs> Just wear a hat, wear some glasses. No one needs to see you. Right. But uh, what can I say? Here's something that that I want to throw up though. Considering these times, considering that everything that that's going on and everything that that's going to happen in the future. What happens, like, you know how they kept on talking about, a couple of years ago, antibiotic resistance? Yeah. Right? Like, what, is this, what if this is just a prelude, you know, to just new normal in terms of, oh yeah, there's a new superbug this year. Okay. You know? Like, to, this year's corona, right? Right. What happens so, next year if it's H1N3? If it's you know, a year after that, it's, you know, some sort of, you know, strep throat that, you know, is extremely resistant to antibiotics, right? What happens when, like, is this like the, the, the prelude to, to that sort of stuff? Well, I think as a society, we need to really rethink how we um, mitigate when we're, when we get sick, Right. Like I think that we're that um, a lot of people have become so dependent on medication that they're not they're not allowing their body to build up. So there might be I think a going back to more holistic um, type of um, a, a type of self healing um, in order to allow your body to build up because I mean our bodies are amazing things. I mean, we have what we need in order to fight majority of the things that come our way, right? Yeah. Um, except for those individuals that have compromised immunity, have the immunosuppressants and, and stuff like that because of their own health issues that are not in their control. Yeah. That being said, I think we are going to see a change in terms of how we, how we do things. I mean, thinking about just thinking about like everything that's going on, right? Yeah. Like mm. wet markets getting shut down. What about like our own sort of factory farming? You know? Yeah. Like I, I Bill Moore put this great piece out there. Just you know, like on our side, right? We have to stop, you know, poultry farming and and how crazy it's gotten there. Right. right. You know, that's same. Can I get you to hold that thought? Can we pick up in like two minutes? Sure. Okay. I'll be right back. Got it. All right. It's my uh, headphones. I think I'm going to need to get the. uh, I'm using the AirPods, and I think I need to get like something which is completely connected. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to do that? iPhones don't have wires. Yeah, which means that I need to, you know, get much better headset, right? Yeah. That what I else? can that I can completely wire. But going back to what you were saying, um, I haven't seen that uh, Michael Moore documentary. Um, but I think one of the reasons why there's such a huge explosion of those type of farms is because there's such a huge need, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the need is there. I just... 
I wonder, like, because right now everyone is being forced to, to rush, right? I wonder if, like, that can continue. But I wonder if it won't, you know? Like, well, people are willing to storm into Capitol buildings, I, I, you know, for a little bit of lockdown measure. Right. Well, I think, um, like what happened during the Great Depression and World War II, there was a there was a mind shift, right? Um, and people who live through those still go through the the hoarding and uh, keeping you in the the littlest things. And I think you're going to see. You're, I think there will be long term consumer impact and consumer habit impact um, going forward. Uh, we'll just have to see how it is. But I think. Um, yeah, I think there probably will be a um, consumerism. Obviously, is still going to be there, right? Um, U.S. is one of the world's biggest consumer. I, I think we're going to continue to be that, but I think we're the the shift in terms of how we purchase things may end up changing. And yeah. who knows? I mean, you know, even the the eating out and going to restaurants and stuff like that. I think that's probably going to change too. I, you may not have as many people who are going out, right? Yeah. I mean, for in the short term, it could be for economic reasons. And uh, because let's face it, uh, with this lockdown, there's a lot of people who had been impacted. And you don't realize all the people who you know, make the economy churn. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think people realize, you know, that how everybody is interconnected. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, if you take a look at the U.S. unemployment numbers yeah. that have come during this, this, this crisis, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of staggering, right? Yeah, I think they've exceeded the depression, yeah, well, you know, it's definitely more people than than during the depression. I think even percentage per capita. Well, right? that's what I mean. I mean, you can't compare it to apples to apples, right? Because the population was different then. The number was different, but percentage-wise, yeah, I think it is higher, and I agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah, like percentage-wise, I you know, there's there's this big shift and in the future, right? In the months ahead, you know, what is mm-hmm. what is travel going to look like? You know, what is uh, what is just general buying habits going to look like? Right? Like, I know right now people like there's there's things that people normally buy right. that people are doing now, right? You know, like normal consumer goods, clothes, all these things that no- normally people would get, right? They're yeah. sort of on the Everyone is either just grocery stores or home at this point. Or online shopping. Or online shopping. And Amazon Amazon's becoming Yeah, uh, Amazon is killing it. yeah i'm here yeah so yeah where's the corporate responsibility and all of that um i'm gonna ask you to distill it (laughs) yeah distill it as concise as possible possible. it's just basically during the times right like yeah you know new normals occur people aren't shopping certain ways but some people gotten rich off of this yeah right some people have, you know, dump stock or as Elon Musk is trying to do, like, you know, lower his stock price by saying outrageous things, right? Some people are trying to figure out ways to, to profit off of this. You know, what do we do about these profiteers, right? Like China's doing their own profiteering thing. 
But what about like people on our side? You know, okay, individuals. So yeah, so I, okay, so I think we need to step back and say, uh, look at the type of profiteering. Okay, and I know that seems to be hypocritical, right? But okay, if you look at the gay, a China situation, right? And we're circling back to how we started this discussion with China. I mean, they're they're profiteering off of the medical supplies that are needed. Okay, so they're holding themselves out as the savior, right? And the rest of the world is the big bad wolf. And as, you know, their so-called wolf warrior mentality, you know, they're out there, they're the only ones who can save us save the world from the big bad okay the big bad being the western world the being the us australia whatever right so i think that um profiteering like that that has to be kiboshed okay that's you because what they're doing is they're profiting from um when they were going through it countries sent them the masks that you know yeah, cost, they, something they were, what they needed they were, they, right yeah, they, they got the, the world supply them. right they got yeah. the world supply and then when it was time for the rest of the world right and when it because they didn't they were negligent grossly negligent containing the virus because they allowed their citizens to travel all over the place without warning them that they might be asymptomatic carriers and and, and that's how the world got infected because they didn't contain it. What they did was too little, too late. And I think the World Health Organization is complicit in that gross negligence. And I, I think once all of this is over, both of those, the, them as bad actors need to be looked at. That being said, right? They got the supplies, but when it was, when the rest of the world needed it, their companies jacked up the prices, right? So. A mask that may have cost two ninety five ended up being four ninety five, you know, eight dollars. Like they doubled, tripled, quadrupled the cost. And when you've got people dying, the governments are going to purchase them, right? Yeah. So yeah, are they the savior of the world? No, they're assholes. <laughs> okay. Um, going to the second part. Well, what about? here in the western world what about the profiteering that's happening there i, I mean that those are market dynamics that's going to happen you can never you know you can't 100 percent like um monitor manage it if you believe in a free market society okay yeah. so dumping stocks or you know moving stock you know um purchasing and selling stocks in this i mean though that's a that's a different dynamic that's you know somebody reading you know what the market trends are and reacting in a in a way that economically going to benefit them now they have the advantage of knowing how to read those uh read those um, markers majority of the world doesn't you know majority of a majority of the people don't so you're going to have that. that. That's always existed. So I think you have to like bifurcate, separate the, the type of profiteering. Yeah, I think, th- I think that's fair. I mean, market forces being what they are. Yeah. But after all of this, right, like now you have like this new generation of, 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 of you know, tech rich people, right? Mm-hmm. And Amazon's been making a killing, right? They're the only sort of retailer for anything that you might possibly want. Right. And they ship to your door, right? Yeah. They're they're tailor-made for this apocalypse. Right? They of course use the USPS which is I believe going to like fall apart come what September. Yeah, but I mean the USPS, I mean that's a that's a, a completely another issue. I mean, the Trump administration wants them to hike up their prices. They, I mean, the 
Republicans, and I say Republicans because they really are the ones who are spearing this, right? Uh, they, they're the ones who believe in privatization. They want to privatize the USPS. The thing is that USPS is, if all else fails, they are, they are not supposed to. They're still going to deliver your mail. And if you yeah. end up privatizing it, then it's like anything else that gets privatized. You're at the mercy of whatever consortium is running it. And they don't care. Okay. For you, you know, if in Ontario, the 407 is a classic case, right? Yeah. I, 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 it's mismanaged. Um, they're... So I don't think that's, and just Amazon isn't you was using USPS, but they've actually started their own delivery system, right? They yeah. use their independent contractors. They I they've got I think hybrid model of their own vehicles plus independent contractors who have possibly oh, a fleet of delivery. Delivery. Do you remember that the little drone delivery? Be there in half an hour. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's, um, I, I, you know what, who knows? I mean, we might have the Jetsons <laughs> scenario coming at some point. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen in the next six months. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, apart from that, though, the future is, is sort of really up in the air. It like, is. They're going to. They're, you know, they're going to reduce restrictions, of course. Yeah. In May now, they're, they're talking even further of reducing re restrictions, right? Right. And we have to yeah. be careful because, you know, we have to be aware that as the restriction lockdown, restric restriction easing happens, the lockdowns ease up, we are going to start seeing a spike. Here, here's the thing is the whole purpose of us isolating was not to eliminate the virus. No, it was to allow our health providers to prepare themselves so that they're, they're in a position to take care of anybody who's getting sick. So it was to yeah, flatten yeah. the curve, not necessarily you know, have it as high as possible, because if it was much higher, then we would have had more deaths, right? So that was the whole purpose of it was to flatten it as much as possible so that our healthcare systems were not overwhelmed. They still got overwhelmed. Um, certain areas got overwhelmed because of their population density, as well as their contact with already compromised individuals who had the virus. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, lockdown easing is going to happen. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how, are we going to be afraid to visit our friends? I mean, are we going to be afraid to go out? I think people are going to still be afraid to go out. I think there's going to be, uh, you know, speaking personally, right? I don't see myself, say, going to a restaurant. Yeah. Right? I don't see myself. Um, I think the only thing that I would maybe like consider. Is like just visiting family. Yeah, yeah, I agree with right. you. Yeah, um, I like, yeah, same. It all depends, though. Certain members of my family, their houses are like revolving doors. Right. So I'm not necessarily sure I'm going to visit them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think I'm going to see more of, um, you know, visiting loved ones that we haven't seen um, in a while. You know. Uh, plans to meet up um, long weekends, those all had changed because of um, COVID-19. So I think we're going to, uh, you know, definitely that. Uh, I don't see myself going out into restaurants. I'm not comfortable right now doing that. I think restaurants need to be aware. And I don't even know if we're going to have those same restaurants because remember, uh, you know, the, so in the States, in the U.S., each state, the governor can dictate, right, what happens within that state. So, you know, some governors, you know, are 
saying, okay, if you're going to open up a restaurant, you, your restaurant, you still, or have a dining option, you still need to maintain the six feet or whatever the case yeah. may be, right? So when that, ha- and if, if you're eating in the restaurant, you're maintaining six feet, you're still going to have cross-contamination up there, right? Yeah. So, and if, here's the thing is, and you're going to walk to the tables. So what about when you're walking to the tables, you know, you're not keeping it six feet distance. So how does that work? Yeah, yeah you're going to walk past people. Right. So are uh, you going to walk past them and have a plexiglass or, you know, have that, you know, that uh, PPE plastic covering in front of your face while you sit there and have your lunch or breakfast? Experience just private rooms for everybody. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. Um, I don't know how it's going to work out. Yeah, I mean, normalcy is, I think, far off. Yeah. Right. But like major economies, like within the United States, have to now start dealing with it. Yeah. Um, Right, like right now, social distancing has gotten telecommunications and everything else up, but like you know, the service industry, hell, even entertainment, the movies, right, right? concerts, everything that's that's sort of fallen apart because of this. As the restrictions start, you know, easing, as they start going, all right, well, you know, you allow this many people to a location, you're allowed, you know, just ever increasing it, right? We're going to see that, you know, that the cases jump up again, mm-hmm. right. right? I mean, I see the biggest issue for, you know, a spike in cases is not necessarily social distancing, uh, but more like just international contamination. Okay. Right? Like, we're kitty corny next to each other. It's states to, to Canada. Right. You're at 300,000, you know, you're at, you know, oh, what is it? Over a million infected? Yeah, I think um, last time it, it was like, um, a million, uh, close to one point one million. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Over a million infected. Uh, I can see a lot of people going down south, right? Right. Snowbirds and the coming back and just like that's how it happened, right? I can see a lot of people traveling. Uh, you know, using this opportunity to travel and then getting it somewhere else, right? right? A place where there is not as much. Uh, you know, where, where things are a little too lax. Right. right? I see that as a major, like, like point of contamination. Yeah. Right. Necessarily, hey, you know, things are, are, you know, easing up back home. We can start moving around. I can definitely see people, like, going to other places and then bringing it back with them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, not self-isolating and then and spreading it and redoing this whole shebang again. Right. You think like all right, and that brings us to really the second point, a, a shorter point, but an important one, right? When this easing does occur, when when people start moving around and the spike occurs again, all right, are people going to be willing to go into this lockdown twice? No, I don't think so. I think we need to. So here's the thing: I don't think so. And here's the thing: is we need to figure out how to continue to move forward while protecting not only yourself. But others, because again, you know what? That's the humane thing to do is to think about others as well. You know, not be so self-absorbed. Um, but I don't think we could do a second lot, though. We need to figure out a better way. Because you know what? The economy can take possibly one hit. I don't know if it can take two hits. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm in agreement there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to something a little bit more lighter. Okay. Uh. And really, it's just you know how how how's entertainment? How's Hollywood going to do into this? Because right now we're in May, but essentially, July's movies. Some of them have not moved. So, like, I believe Christopher Nolan's Tenant is coming out in July. Uh, are you going to, like, say if, like, 
beginning of July theaters reopen, right? Are you actually going to go to a movie theater? Yeah, I mean, I'll wear my mask. I won't have popcorn <laughs> and I won't get my soda or my pop. Um, you know, I won't get the popcorn and, and pop, but I, yeah, I, I probably will, I depending. But here's the thing is that I need to make sure that I don't have somebody, you know, sitting next to me that I don't know, right? So if I go with family, it'd be, but I want them to exercise social distancing for us as well. And I think you are going to see some of that happening, right? But it's going to be, okay. it's going to be less profitable for the, the theaters. And if it's less, if they're not getting as, if they're not allowed to have as many moviegoers in their theaters, they're going to have to increase their prices. And if they're That's increasing true. their prices, then I may have to think twice. Like I don't want to spend 40 bucks to go watch a movie. That 40 sure. bucks. And I'm just like throwing that number out there. Right. Because I mean, I think an IMAX yeah. here in the States, I think an IMAX ticket is something like 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's the yeah. assumption is that you've got a packed theater. So if you're have to reduce the number by 50, then you're, how are you going to make up the difference by increasing the prices, right? Because I don't think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be buying at the concession stands because buying at the concession stands means you have to take off your mask, eat or drink, yeah. right? So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah. It's like that scene from the movie Outbreak, you know, like where the guy's coughing in the theater. And everyone in there just gets infected. Yeah. That's going to be the back of everyone's minds. Yeah. So, well, I was in the grocery store the other day and um, it was just like a, a dry cough, right? And I had a mask on and it was one of those filter masks. So it wasn't even like, you know, a flimsy mask. And I coughed and the lady in front of me looked at, and we're standing six feet apart too. She looked at me like I committed the biggest crime. I was like, it was just a dry cough. <laughs> Wait, so now you can't cough without being looked at? Like you're pretty much. It's like, all of a sudden, oh, you're infected. Yeah. I gotta get right. Out. I gotta... <laughs> right. And I'm just like, and I... infected everyone around you. Right. And I looked at her and was like, I, I'm practicing the social distancing here too. Yeah. It's like, I'm wearing the mask. It's supposed to help with this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not coming to you because my mask is supposed to prevent that. I think that that's the, that's what I, I see happening is, yeah, everybody's going to be, they look at you like you've committed this horrible sin by coughing. All right. How about this though? Like, I'm going to throw this stat out to you mm-hmm. and, and tell me what you think about it. Like Trolls, that movie Trolls, it came out a couple of years ago, uh, and I and yeah. the new film came out on in April, Trolls Two World Tour. In that, in yeah. the first three weeks of World Tour being out on digital distribution, not even theaters, just digital distribu- yeah. distribution, it has made in three weeks more money than Trolls One had made in five months in the theater. Right. Right, yeah. So right there. So this thing has made more money just out in digital distribution than trolls in the theater. Do you see digital distribution becoming a bigger thing for tentpole? I do. I do. I think it's going to be different. I I think it's going to be. um, I think there studios are going to adjust, and yeah, I think we will see um, more. Digital. Here's the thing: is I will admit that I, you know, have done that where I was trying to, you know, find a movie like Snowpiercer when it came out. It didn't come out in theaters, but it had, I think, at the same time, or it had come out in theaters, but it came out um, on digital at the same time um, through Amazon. And what I did was I, because I wanted to watch it. I did, you know, I did purchase the the download and you had like two days, 
I think you had like 48 hours to watch it. And I probably, I mean, that was one of the movies where you can watch it over and over again, right? But I, I've done it. And I think yeah, that's yeah. going to be, that uh, people are going to do that. If you're going to pay 40 bucks for a movie, right? But can pay 499 yeah. in the comfort of your own home, why not? And by doing yeah, a digital I, distribution, yeah. you are getting access to a larger audience. And yes, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, have the same thing as a theater experience unless you have a home movie theater system, which not everybody does. In fact, the majority of us don't. Um, right. Oh, yeah. But I, I think you, yeah, I'd probably, I think you're going to see more digital releases. Possibly even simultaneous yeah. because um, people will go out to see the movie if they want to, but we'll have that option and they don't have to wait then like two months before it comes out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Universal behind Trolls got into a little bit of trouble or I don't think Universal was behind Trolls, but Universal got into a little bit of trouble by AMC and Regal where they're saying we're not going to be playing their movies anymore in this little little spat that they're having because of this new distribution model. And <clears throat> the way that I see it is that I think movies are still going to be a thing. People are still going to go out to go watch Avengers, Avengers yeah. 20. <laughs> right? But I think that what will happen in like a month, they'll have the $20 yeah. rental. Right? And then in like three months, you'll have you know, the normal, like, scheme where you might see it on a plane or in a hotel. Right. Right? And then finally, just within, like, five months, just full release. Yeah. You know? Well, I think... But I, I definitely see an earlier, uh, like, rental period that costs okay. more. And I think um, the other thing is, I think you're going to see a lot more of the home theater systems coming up, right? People are going to, if, if you're oh. going digital, then you're definitely going to go more for the home, building up your home theater system. I mean, it might be like a crunch oh, yeah. I, in the I, short term, but long term, if that's what you're going to be doing, you want to make sure you have as best, you know, experience as possible. And that means, you know, you might not need to invest, I don't know, 12, 1500. I'm just like throwing those numbers out because I don't know how much a good home theater system would cost. And I know we can probably spend like 20, 30 grand on it too. But most of us are not going to oh, yeah. spend 20, 30 grand, right? Um, no, I definitely see people like looking at, you know, their next TV yeah. purchase and like, hey, do what, maybe I can do a projector setup. Maybe I can, you know, get myself a, a half decent sound right. system. You know. What I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm already thinking <clears throat> that. Um, that you know what, I'm waiting for my TV, which I've had for junky years. Um, I'm waiting for it to like completely go kaput. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at okay, the next one I want to make sure is a full system. And the great thing is you can have wireless speakers now too, right? So you don't have to worry about running your wire. Yeah. And so Yeah, that that used to be the big yeah. issue. I wouldn't now, know how to do that. that <laughs> your yeah. So. Yeah. A nice yeah, I think people are gonna be thinking about that. You know, a surround sound system, maybe a projector yeah. setup. You know, some, you know, something that they be like, all right, we're gonna build a better home theater experience, something that that you know we can sort of rally around a lot yeah. easier. So Sony and you know Samsung and uh, LG TV, all of these guys are you know all of these companies are going to start benefiting. I, and I oh, do yeah. believe, uh, on an um, uplifting note, I I do believe we are all going to come out of this stronger, better. Um, it's a short term, you know, um, tightening, a short term I think hit. But um, for the most part, we will be, we will be stronger. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. Like when things start rearing up again and roaring up again, they will go go ahead and yeah. do so. But you know, sort of until then, you know, just keep on playing the waiting game, find a hobby, and sort of chill. You know, right figure out uh your next step and if you can and more 
have more of these, <laughs> more have these casts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I think that's a good place to end it there. I think uh, next time let's let's go deeper into some other topics. Let's see if uh, I really want to talk about whatever the administration is doing and. Uh, elections uh, coming up in November, how the, all these events are going to impact really yeah. play into them. That'll be a good one. Um, so, yeah, let's um, the next one ours is going to be a dive into um, elections. Canada's already had an election. Obviously, the one that's coming up is the U.S. election. Um, and that's going to be. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, the Canadian system allows an election to occur at any okay. time. So. So the different, like, we'll we'll talk about it then. But like, the difference in responses, how the polls are showing people reacting to certain <laughs> leaders, they're different across yeah. the board. And so, an election may prove fruitful for an incumbent uh, administration, or fruitful for a challenger. Right. We'll we'll go more deep depth into that uh, on the okay. next episode. Sounds good. All right. All right. All right well, this was the. Uh, Ike podcast, uh, the Ike cast. Uh, I guess we'll end yep. it there. See right. ya. See ya. Later's.